episode of Shades Midweek, where we have conversations about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I'm Brad Brown, joined in the studio by my good friends, John Mark Drow and Jonathan Haves. Guys, how are we doing today? Really good. I'm doing pretty fantastic. You know, I have been waiting for this day for a really long time because I am so excited to finally learn what name John Mark has settled on for this studio. Yes. Tens of people have been waiting for this announcement. Right. I'm on so the edge excited. of their seats. So excited to reveal that we have two candidates for the name, <laughs> the studio name. So wait, wait, you're There's telling me that we still don't have a name? We have two names, <laughs> and we need to get those two names down to one name that we really yeah, yeah. like. All right. It's All like right. a slow cooker. So you this know? time, and I mean it really this time. Don't make promises. Don't make any campaign gonna, promises. Nobody believes well, what us I'm anymore. Well, promi- what I'm promising is that we're really going to do an Instagram poll this time. We're oh, really going to do wow. an Instagram poll, and you can help us choose between the name 1991 or Four Streams. All right, so go to our Instagram, Shades Valley, and go vote. So those are the two names. Hey, get right? out and vote. It's important, right? Oh, my God. Get out and vote. It's that time of year. <laughs> so we don't want anybody sitting at home. We need full participation, all right? <laughs> So, you know, you're, you're going to be watching a presidential debate tonight. Or, well, this probably won't get posted till tomorrow after the debate's <laughs> over. But we're yep. recording it's, it on the day That's of the like that day that I was like, you know, it's lovely weather outside. You should get outside. <laughs> not realizing that this, this is a podcast. <laughs> it's not live. Um, yeah, so, but I, what I was going to say is there's going to be a presidential debate. So we'll cause an Instagram debate over this name. That's what, that's the, that's fun, right. Yeah. That's the not funny comment. Okay, so that. be on the lookout for that. Absolutely. Uh, Do we have some announcements, Brad? Yes. Before we get into the topic for today, two quick announcements. The first is be sure to RSVP for the service that you will be attending. You should have gotten an email uh, where you can click the link and sign up, RSVP. It really helps us. If you didn't get the email, you can go to our website, shadesvalley.org, and you can RSVP there. We'd really appreciate it. The second announcement is an announcement I'm really excited about, and that is the Women's Worship Night. In lieu of the Women's Retreat, uh, this year the women are having a worship night in the parking lot on October 17th. That's a Saturday. Saturday, October 17th. Uh, Bring a blanket, bring a lawn chair, get there around 5.30. Everyone will... Uh, BYOD, right? Bring your own dinner. I think so, yeah. Yep, and kind of eat, hang out, and then there'll be time of worship and teaching. And right? I know I know that a lot of our ladies are probably thinking, I don't want to be in that parking lot at night when it's so dark. Brad, do you have anything to share about that? Our third announcement that I'm <laughs> wow. just now recalling. Just got in. Just my, got in. I don't know if announcement. it was the Holy Spirit or what. But Breaking news. Yes, is we have parking lots parking lot <laughs> guys we have a parking lot we do and you can sorry. use it sorry i just had a stroke um <laughs> let me try this again we have parking lot lights parking lot lights we have six new parking lot lights so at night now the lot will be lit up there's solar power right so i i don't know oh, that really? they're solar powered yeah i think they can serve energy what do we get I think yeah. Brad's making promises. That no, no, no. <laughs> this is real. Wow, clean energy. This is real, yes. Clean. So the electrician that has been doing work on the kitchen uh, also installed these lights. It was a package deal. So really excited about that. We've been needing that for a while. 
Awesome. That's all the announcements I have. That's great. Guys, we received an email Wait last a second. week. Wait Shades a second. Midweek, the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Because well, we have an email address. Yeah, well, we get so many emails each week. We're uh, inundated with emails. Inundated. Our inboxes are flooded. We have to hire someone to respond to them all. Yeah. It's just impossible to get to them all, but this one really stuck out to it me. It did stick out. Yeah, because not all, I know this is hard to believe, but not all of our emails are positive. Yeah. The, a lot of critics out there. The subject line is disappointed. Wow. I'm just here to tell you guys that when I saw that, I was disappointed. Yeah. I I had a lot of anxiety and fear that just rose up in me yeah, when I, I saw the subject I didn't line. sleep at all. Man. Are so you going to read us this email? I'm going to read it. It's from uh, Grant Primo. Oh, gosh. Who's Grant. a member here. Oh, oh, Grant. oh, Grant. Okay, here's what it says. I have to confess that I was disappointed in the latest podcast, Meet a Member with JM. JM, that's me. He was disappointed in what you had to say, I'm sure. Yeah, your testimony was pretty disappointing. <laughs> I couldn't believe the three of you alleged Carmen fans couldn't even remember the name of his best album. Yo, kids, heroes, stories, and songs from the Bible. Just calling it his kids' album? SMH. Shaking my head. I bet he looked up the name of the album. Wait, I thought that was so much hate. I bet he didn't even know it. I think it's shaking my head. <laughs> Isn't it shaking my head? Shaking my head is what I've always heard. (laughs) I've always so so much much hate. That's what I've always read. Man, email us. Email us if anyone else has ever heard SMH is so much hate. That feels like my dad moment, but I've just always thought that. We're older than you, Brad, and we're getting. You're on TikTok, and we're not. We're going to have to edit that out. Aren't you? Up with these things? We're going to have to edit that out. I don't know if I can recover from that. Okay, fin- finish that email. I can still picture the orange cassette tape, but that's because I'm a real Carmen fan, unlike you posers. Look at this shade. Wow. Shade he's that's throwing. strong. And then he ends with this. Seriously, though, a CCM nostalgia episode seems well within the Shades Midweek podcast. Nish. 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 You know... Nish. You know you know, I, I've actually been thinking, and we've been talking. Sincerely, Grant Primo. Oh, sincerely. Did he really say sincerely? <laughs> no, I added that. Okay. I'm putting words in your mouth. Oh, Hugs yeah, and kisses, I'm sure Grant it would have been in quotes. XOXO. Sincerely. Um, no, I, I've been thinking, and we've been discussing, we need a fun episode. There's a lot going on in the world that's really, really heavy, and every now and then we do just an episode that's just for fun, like the last dance episode that we did, so... Why not? Why not take Mr. Primo up on his challenge mm-hmm. and do an entire episode dedicated to CCM? Yeah, so yesterday we were sitting in the offices and we were saying, why don't we ask Grant to be here? He could he could maybe come in for this episode. There's no we way could, we could get Grant Primo, right? There's no way we could get the Grant Primo. I wonder if he would be able to come and defend himself. Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> Here in the studio, 1991 or four streams to be determined is Grant Primo, everybody. Yeah. Hi, He's hi. here with us. I'm glad I could come and raise the tenor of the <laughs> show a little yeah. bit. For those yes. who don't know, Grant is uh, a self-defined super fan oh, yeah. of Shades Midweek. Uh, there's rumor that he's starting a fan club? Uh, yes, yes. I was even thinking about doing my own... Shades midweek podcast breakdown podcast. <laughs> right, I right. just break down. I think that's great. I think there's definitely a need for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a market for sure. There's room. Yes. Oh my word. But yeah. So, 
So we've invited Grant in, and we're going to do an entire episode where we just talk about CCM, which, Brad, um, since you didn't know what SMH is, uh, <laughs> CCM <laughs> stands for Contemporary yes. Christian Music. Oh. John Mark, would you like to define that as a genre for us? <laughs> what does that mean? And when Okay. <laughs> well, it started back in the 60s, late 60s and into the 70s. This was a movement that actually kind of birthed out of the Jesus movement that was happening. Um, mm. And so a lot of people consider Larry Norman to kind of be the father of Christian rock music. Okay. And CCM is... I guess sort of a blend of pop and rock, and you could. I think you would throw in hip hop and R and B as well into that mixture. Larry Norman, you know who that is, Grant? I do. <laughs> okay, because I don't. <laughs> uh, if you want to know about Larry Norman, I started reading a book on him. I haven't finished it, but it's called "Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music." It's written by Gregory Thornberry. I've heard of that book, and it's really cool. And that guy was a rebel. Or Larry Norman was a rebel for sure. He's not with us anymore, but that yeah, he, he was wild. He wrote. Um, I wish we'd all been ready. Ah. You know that song? Yeah. DC why why, why haven't, why haven't we played it. that during the uh, the Revelation series so far? <laughs> it fits. <laughs> I know. We'll have to save that one. Yeah, we'll <laughs> save that one for later. So, I mean, that's kind of like where CCM started, I guess. And, you know, there's there's probably a number of different artists that, that was really getting going during that time. I know we're going to talk about a lot of these people, but. When you guys think of CCM, what do you what what are some bands or artists that come to mind when you think? Well, well, real quick, like so, I was born in '83. I'm almost 37. '84. Yeah. '84. So Grant and I have just a few years on because you're 80. 87. And then Brad's 80, 88. 88. So yeah, so it might Grant and I might have a little bit more of a range. But as the elder statesman, challenge in the room, accepted. But I'm sure y'all are familiar with it. I mean, for me, like, I definitely late 80s, early 90s defines, like, CCM for me. And I kind of yeah. have two different categories of CCM in my head. So I've got the category of CCM that, like, my parents listened to and then CCM oh, yeah, for sure. that I yeah. listened to. So yeah. CCM for parents, like, I start thinking of, like, for him, yep. point of grace, yep. Avalon. Avalon Truth. Does truth. anyone know Truth with Roger Breland? Yeah, well, they I don't, came to I my. I know tr- Roger Breland. Roger Breland truth. was the guy who started the group Truth, okay. and he didn't sing in it or anything. Like he was just like the director. Because when Truth was in its like original inception, it was like fifty people on stage. It was like it was like an ensemble, but they had a full live band with like a horn section, and they he was big buds with the the pastor at my church growing up. So Truth came to our uh, church every year like i saw for him before it was for him because they yeah. came out of truth i had a music that's minister right. growing up who came out of truth mm. so yeah that was that was but that's like my parents and then mine so, whoa, whoa, whoa would you include like ahead. michael w smith stephen curtis chapman would they're, you include them in that because that i do yes but they're more middle of the road well <laughs> I feel That's like Stephen true. Curtis maybe came just a touch later. Uh, Michael W. Smith was definitely in that because Michael W. Smith like wrote some songs with Amy Grant back Wh- in the eighties. Which, yeah. by the way, Amy Grant's in that middle category. Oh yeah, if you Amy go Grant, back sure. and look at Michael W. Smith's album covers, 
He's like a male model. I mean, the guy is a hunk. There is no doubt about it. Go back and look at those album covers and challenge Go me West, young man. I used yes. to always get him confused with the actor who played Chandler on Friends. <laughs> I forget his name right now. Matthew Perry. Perry. Matthew Perry. I used to get Matthew Perry. <laughs> Michael W. Smith confused as a kid. So, but with, with Amy Grant, there was a period in time where I would say she fell out of favor with CCM. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, sure. I remember being a while when my parents were like, I don't know if we should listen to Amy Grant for a while Sandy now. Sandy Patty, too. Sandy Same Patty. Same thing Sandy happened Patty with Sandy well. Patty. Yes. I had her kids' album. Ah, my mom loved, loved Sandy Patty. Always listened to her in the car. Yeah. But yeah, a- Amy Grant, same thing happened. And Amy Grant also, kind I know we're probably going to talk about this at some point, was was kind of a crossover artist, like kind of went mainstream and tried to do some mainstream albums, stuff yeah. like that. I, whenever I think Amy Grant, I just think of Tennessee Christmas, like yeah. that, that Christmas album. Sorry, that's, that's a lot of great Christmas for. albums <laughs> for him has a great Christmas album. I wouldn't know. Oh, <laughs> OK. So Shame. so you're so that was like your parents. And then you were obviously your musical taste for CCM happens a little bit later. So like what was what was some of your, your I, favorites? I, I think my first exposure was Jars of Clay. Okay. Um, yeah. And, but it kind of gets defined by like Jars of Clay, Newsboys, Audio Adrenaline, Third Day. Yeah. Um, Switchfoot. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking Bleach. like '90s, right? That's pretty yeah, heavy I mean, '90s. All... And that's that. That would be me too. Would be primarily in the '90s. A lot of all those bands you just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, mm. I, I really think that I became like music conscious, conscious around uh, sixth grade. You know, so I only really listened to whatever my parents listened to before sixth grade. But about the time I got to sixth grade is where I started venturing out and finding my own music yeah. and finding my own artist. Like yeah. one of the first albums <laughs> I ever remember purchasing for myself was Switchfoot's Legend of Chin. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I was probably like 13 years old. Grant, what about you? I, I mean, yeah, I agree totally with the two categories because for me growing up, I mean, we weren't allowed to listen to secular music for most of my childhood. Um, I'm very curious. Whenever you were allowed, what was there a particular genre? Because that totally happened in my house. Uh, Motown sometimes mm. would be allowed. Um, like oldies. Oldies. Yeah. Yeah. We we yeah. weren't allowed to yeah, listen yeah. to secular music until my mom decided that country music was okay. <laughs> <laughs> And my mother listens to these podcasts, so no. sorry, sorry, mom. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of the the early CCM, like you were saying, was stuff my parents listened to: the Michael W. Smith, the Amy Grant, and that's like when we would have our Saturday morning. Everyone's got to go clean up the house. My mom would turn on, you know, Stephen Curtis Chapman, yeah. and like have it blaring mm-hmm. through the house as we all. Do you remember, do you remember liking it, or were you like, oh, I don't want to listen to this? Uh, I mean, I think I liked it. I guess, yeah. you Dude, know, the Great you, Adventure, the Great Adventure, it's great. You know, Jeff Moore in the distance oh, with yeah. Home Home Run. Yeah, I, I I know I liked that song. That's straight up vacuuming music right there. But I don't <laughs> think it's good Saturday chores music. <laughs> uh, plus, you know, we were in church all the time and kind of that the I guess '90s church culture, at least in the evangelical church, you couldn't escape. Without having gone to a going away party for someone where they played a slideshow with friends or friends forever playing in the background. Oh, yeah. I mean, so it was Michael just. W. It True was story. I got ordained when I was 18, and my friend sang that song at my ordination oh my service. Gosh. I'm not even kidding. Wow. <laughs> not even kidding. Oh, I definitely Now, sang. is that a song that kind of went into the secular world, if you will? 
I think that was a pretty big song. For I, him. I don't think I can't so because remember. It, the course is friends are friends forever if the Lord's the Lord of them. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't, maybe I don't think it went too secular. It's not going to yeah, work yeah, out yeah. for secular friends. <laughs> what kind of church uh, did you grow up in, like denominationally? Uh, so when I was real young, I went to a Baptist church. Um, I was living in New Mexico, but I think it was a Southern Baptist okay. affiliated church. And then I went to a Wesleyan church in Tuscaloosa when I was a little older. Because I can totally affect like what area of ccm you get exposed to Mm -hmm. well so i had friends where ccm was totally off limits oh for sure yeah kind of like rock music bad so we can't listen to the like kind of hymns only kind of fundamentalistic circles so the two categories we described was the parents category off limits too uh yeah i totally i think like you don't listen to that rock and roll music you don't listen to that rap that pop yeah i didn't experience that my parents were all in they loved it I can remember it was always on in the car. That's kind of my earliest memories. My dad had this huge system in our playroom. I mean, these massive speakers. <laughs> and he would play music, and we would we would dance to it. And I can remember I would be so excited to go to the Christian bookstore. And I would go straight R- to the album section. R.I.P. almost. <laughs> Yeah, not really a thing anymore. Uh, but yeah, man. And you the, go to the CD section and you pick up a CD. Oh, they had that. The, did they have the little CD, the, the yeah, headphone yeah. station? You demo it because I could pick one CD and so I go and I'd listen. I get to pick a CD. So I was I was exposed to a lot of bands through that. So here's the age difference showing, Grant, when you went and did that, I bet it was like mine where it was demoing cassette tapes. I think I had both. I remember going and getting the CDs and you take a stack of like 10 back there and Listen to thirty. It was cassette tapes when I started. Uh, my my DC Talk Jesus Freak album was a cassette tape. Oh yeah, True new story. new thing. DC yeah. Talk was a definitely a cassette. Yeah. For me. I played the Jesus Freak track, rewinding it and playing it so much that eventually it stretched the tape out and it would drag. <laughs> True story. Okay, did you do this? Did you uh, put in like a blank cassette and record off the radio? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And you'd be for so sure. angry when the DJ started talking at the end of a song. You're like, no. Oh, or to think that, like, if you wanted to listen to this song, you had to wait for it to play on the radio, and then you could capture it, and, like, you had the ability to listen to it whenever you wanted. Like, that was so huge, because this is before Napster. This is yeah. before, for me at least, like, downloading yeah. music online. Yeah. And so you just didn't have uh, access to any song at any moment. Yeah. yeah, I think the 90s really capsulates all that, because, number one, you had bookstores, uh, CD stores, things like this, like Sam Goody or whatever was around. But then you had like Christian bookstores as well. So you had really great physical album sales still happening in the 90s at like, you know, record pace. Then you had radio, which was a big deal because you didn't have satellite radio. You didn't have the ability to, to bring all your music around a lot, you know, at one time, unless you had like all your CDs in a CD case. Right. So radio was a big deal and going to concerts was a big deal. And you didn't have like YouTube and things like that to see, you know, clips of these bands. So I think like for all of us listening to this music, it's just a part of that era. All of those things combined make it a really unique time. Well, yes. And I don't want to jump ahead, but also, you're not hearing a band on Sunday morning. Right. Yeah, or yeah. potentially even yeah. in youth group. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a, it's hymns and organ and a choir, and maybe there's some singers in the front. But like this type of music, you're not hearing on Sunday morning. 
Right. And so a Christian concert, you like you mentioned, like yeah, it's that kind of was like just, a mind blowing. It's like otherworldly. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> everybody just looked at me like I was supposed to add well, to that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought maybe you would add to it. It, it. You don't have to add anything to it. Well, I think what's interesting is like you see CCM, you see CCM have this shift where a lot of the albums that we talked about, the bands that we're talking about, um, it's not music that you would necessarily sing on a Sunday morning would be yeah. considered worship music. Yeah. Like it sounds very similar in some ways to the bands that you're hearing on the radio. Yes. Right. But with this, with this shift in CCM, there's no longer like, I don't know, new Christian punk bands coming out and new Christian heavy metal bands coming out and playing at concert. There's, there's not really a what audience for that anymore. And older CCM bands to survive have kind of had to make this shift to where they're uh, playing what could be called quote unquote worship music right. that could be played on Sunday morning. And that seems to kind of yeah. dominate the market. And yeah. so that's like an interesting shift, I think. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I think that was one big thing that set apart CCM from, because you still had worship music during this period, like Hillsong, even though they weren't as big as they are now, they, I mean, they put out shout to the Lord in the nineties. That was a big song. Right. And so they were putting out live worship albums but there was still a separation of the two things. The CCM world was very much, you got played on the radio. It was kind of treated like, you know, a secular music industry, but just a Christian music industry. Yes. And like you said, like I went the last day. So since we talked about doing this episode, I went through and listened to like Newsboys and Audio Adrenaline, like all these albums. And they're all really good. The musicianship is amazing. The songwriting is actually really good. And the there's, pr- a the great. Right? there's a lot of diversity, right? a lot of diversity. Among the bands. Like, yeah. it's not this CC... I feel like CCM exactly. is a negative term today. It's a negative term, but I don't think... I don't... When I go back and listen to it, I'm kind of like, I don't I don't associate it It's not like vanilla and predictable. They actually took a lot of chances musically, which is really interesting. You don't have that today. And they played a lot of those songs on the radio, too, which right. is interesting, too. So, and it wasn't... And like you said, it wasn't congregational church music. It was you know, kind of singer-songwriter, some of it. Some of it was pop, some of it was rock or a mixture of these things. You know, DC Talk had rap and rock uh, mixed together, hip-hop. So, I don't know, it's just the shift started to happen, I guess, when you, you know, Third Day, like, had had their big offerings record, which was sort of like this worship album, basically. Wow. Um, And then, I mean, you had other, you know, Delirious was a really big band back in the 90s, but they were also doing worship music as well. Sonic Flood was another big one too. So I think that's when the shift really started to happen was when you had like Delirious, Sonic Flood, Third Day. Even Michael W. Smith did worship records. Remember when he did those? Well, it became kind of, it, it almost became the new Christmas album. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody does a Christmas album. Well, all of a sudden it became like, everybody does a worship I mean, Skillet did a worship album. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, like everybody did. Everybody was doing <laughs> did a worship right. album. Well, it's like I went and looked at Newsboys, and their oh, yeah. top songs on iTunes now are all worship covers. Yeah, like that other bands have written, and yeah. I was like, wait, what about like uh, the the classics? Like, oh gosh, what are some Newsboys classics? Shine, Shine, Entertaining, Entertaining Angels. Angels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those are hits, and they're not even anywhere near like the top tracks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, 
the, 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 oh man, I've lost my thought. You were talking about Newsboys. Uh, my my favorite album of Newsboys is Take Me to Your Leader, actually, which yes. yeah, it was a yeah. little bit uh, yeah, yeah. later on. And what, what's that song called? Uh, the Breakfast Song. That was huge. Breakfast really in Hell? Wait, what was that what it was called? <laughs> yeah, there was a line. There I think was the a, title was Breakfast. There was a line. Wait, um, what was that song? Hold on. Uh, it's it's about uh, this breakfast club at school, um, this like Christian breakfast club, and and this guy. Is it that, on Take Me to Your Leader? Yeah, it's this guy that's the leader of the club. It, it, he it, dies. It's called Breakfast, but there is a line in yeah, there. Yeah, when the toast is burned and all the milk is turned and Captain Crunch is waving farewell, when the big one finds you, may this song remind you that they don't serve breakfast in hell. Yeah. Wow, I love that you that's just what it was. that. Yeah, that's uh, off the top yeah. of my head right there. Yeah, they don't oh, serve breakfast in you. hell. Yeah, for sure. But that was kind of like the guy that was the breakfast club leader. That was like his message to all the people in the club and like the songs about the fact that he died. And so it's it's like life is short. <laughs> Remember what's important um, is Jesus. Tangent about the newsboys, just real quick. I felt like... I remembered my earlier thought. <laughs> I felt like they were slightly controversial. Like I They're can from remember, Australia, right? I can yes. just remember... Because the lead singer would wear like eyeliner and stuff. Uh, and so it was kind of like with our church, we were like, yeah, we go see DC Talk, but I don't know about the newsboys. They're a little like too little edgy. edgy, you know? <laughs> They're they, a little too out there. Like he wears makeup. Yeah. I was going to ask have why, weird, they have why, weird DC, lyrics. why DC Talk, but not newsboys. <laughs> at, like, what was the line there? At, at some point, at some point, DC Talk at their, uh, not DC Talk, sorry, uh, newsboys at their live show was doing the whole Motley Crue drummer yeah. thing where the drummer was in a cage oh, yeah. that would extend out over the audience. Big production. Big time production. Um, But uh, fun fact, uh, I can't remember the lead singer's name from Newsboys. Peter Pe- Furler. Peter, yes. He is cousins with uh, Sia. True story. Really? Yep. Wow. Runs in the family. Just another <laughs> CCM Aussie artist, uh, Rebecca St. James. Ah, uh, yes. Who, her actual name, well, she's married now, but originally it was Rebecca Smallbone. I mean, she was kind of the Christian Alanis Morissette, right? She was totally marketed as that mm-hmm. with the God album. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my thought from earlier, now, okay. now that I remember it, was because we were talking about um, kind of the, the shift into worship music. Right. And for me, I, I and JM, like, you can correct me with actual history because I feel like you know the actual history know. of the I industry. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff, man. But I <laughs> feel this is not supposed to be comprehensive. Well, <laughs> well, I feel like the shift from so we started talking about how all these different bands began dropping a worship album. Yes, and I felt like the shift from that happening to like we are now a worship band and being a worship band is what defines CCM. Yes, uh, I feel like that was Hillsong United. Uh, yeah, for like, sure. That is where that shift for sure. happened for me, where it's like, this is now the definition and the future of, of CCM. Yeah. And then everyone kind of starts copying that and maybe putting their own spin on it, but it's kind of got that vibe. And churches did it. Every every church started doing that. What well, started in youth groups. Youth groups. Youth group. And United was a youth group band. That's what how Hillsong United right. started. Right. And, um so you had all the churches starting to shift to play that kind of music. So that was a huge deal. Because what, sure. what was so interesting is when United first came out as Hillsong's youth group stuff, right. is there was a massive difference at that point between Hillsong United and just kind of like Hillsong worship. Yeah, They're Hillsong worship stuff. still sounded 90s-ish. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you have at, passion albums coming right. out around this time, right? Yeah. But like as Chris both Tomlin, of those Chris, groups, Hillsong Matt United Redman, and... Yeah. 
as as Hillsong United and and Hillsong Worship keep releasing albums, like their their sound gets closer and closer together. Yeah, you know? and that's mm. probably Joel Houston's influence, like kind of within the church and just you know, because there was so much cross pollination between the two. Right, but I, I think it just proves that point of how like. I think they got closer and closer together because more and more churches were adopting this is what our Sunday morning is going to sound like as well. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of that shift from CCM artists like Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant and DC Talk to more worship was driven by changes to the music industry itself. I mean, CCM yeah. was an industry, I mean, and trying yes. to make money. And as it shifted from, uh, you know, buying a CD for eighteen ninety nine at a bookstore to downloading music off Napster to being at now where you just distribute everything online for free, basically. I think a lot of the CCM industry couldn't survive without shifting to something that was more marketable, like mm, worship. Uh, yeah. And there was a market for it, so everybody makes a worship album. And, yeah. it's, it, and I think a lot of the artists, like in the past, you have DC Talk, Amy Grant, who are like the crossover bands who are trying yeah, to get right. in the secular market. And then as you get further on, you know, in the 2000s, you got like Suf John Stevens, who right. is sort of a Christian artist, but he definitely wasn't marketed as a Christian artist. And right. I don't think, I think people stopped trying to market themselves as Christian artists at all, unless they were doing worship. Yes. Because there was no, the crossover, you know, as much as DC Talk and Amy Grant were put out there as, you know, the evidence that Christian music can cross over. Right. It, it didn't really cross over. <laughs> I mean to be huge successes like some of these people would want to be. Right. Yes. Yeah, that actually brings me to, I wanted to talk about, just run down a couple of uh, interesting stats from uh, CCM artist crossovers because uh, I just thought these were kind of fun and to look back and just see what some of the numbers were. So Amy Grant, her album from 1982 called Age to Age, that was the first Christian album ever to go platinum. So when you go platinum, you sell a million albums. Wow. So that was the, she was the first wow. to do that. I, didn't, I had no idea. She was the first to do that, and I went through the track listing. Michael W. Smith had co-writes on, on that. She covered Sing Your Praise to the Lord, which was written Rich by Mullins. Rich Mullins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool, and the big single was El Shaddai. That was like the big song. Oh, I remember El Shaddai. Oh yeah. Do we have an Amy Grant song? Is El Shaddai? On, on you want hand? me to play that one? There's, I'm, pr- I'm pretty uh, sure I was that thinking, was. I was thinking we're your talking praise? crossover, baby, baby. <laughs> that was that was parodied Let by me somebody. See what comes up on uh, here. Mark Lowry. Number play, one. If you, if you look at the playlist. Oh, is it on the playlist? Yeah, there's there's, a, there, bad, there's definitely a Mark Lowry parody of El Shaddai. Okay, Mouth in Motion is the album. Oh, I definitely word. had that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Think, oh, are I we playing like Baby Baby right now? Yes. That's Baby Baby. But that was not no, on that album. No, that was not that album. That was a little later. That was later, okay. So that was kind of like, I guess she was like full-blown, like really probably not a Christian artist like you were talking about earlier, right, at that point. Uh, she had backslidden for sure. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I don't know. There's just no telling. All right, Michael W. Smith. He had oh, some. Yeah. He had some crossover success too. You know that song, "Place in This World." Yes. Mm-hmm. You mean the song that's too high for anyone else to sing? Yeah, that's. Not, I. I think I have that one on there. You don't. Oh, Can no, I just I'm play? So Can I play a clip of that? That song oh, is amazing. Do. I listened to it yesterday. I'm sorry. What is happening? All right, here we go. Let's see if we can fast forward to the chorus here. There it is. 
Yeah. Some great key changes on this oh. song. Oh, dude. I mean, I it, it, that's get, at the end of the chorus. You. It really it gets, gets you. you. It's real emotional. I feel like a kid. There's actually a killer guitar solo on that song, too. <laughs> Listen to this. That song was number six on the Billboard Top 100. Wow. wow. Billboard. So that was getting some major radio play in 1991. That's and he sold a lot of platinum albums, gold albums. He's sold over 20 million albums, Michael W. Smith has. Wow. Very wow. successful. So he's... He's doing all right, is what you're saying. Right. He's Co- okay. A couple of other fun things that I found. Jars of Clay, their self-titled album, certified two times platinum. That's the one that had Flood yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. That one's on the, that uh, was on the playlist. I, I remember Flood playing like nonstop one summer. Like We'd be out at the pool, oh, yeah. and they'd have the radio going. Just normal, secular radio, and yeah. yes. there's Flood playing. Yeah, it was on, man, which is not even my favorite song on that uh, that album. That album's actually good. That album is I really mean, that was good. what... Oh yeah. yeah. That's what I'm I mean, about. wasn't this kind of like an REM, like it sounds like REM yes. or Goo Goo Dolls or something like that. Or would MTV TRL would that be around at this time? Wasn't this? Sure. It, w- it was definitely on like pop up video okay. on VH1 because I remember yes. seeing it on there. But I feel like bands like like Jars of Clay and DC Talk when they'd have crossover hits like that, it's like every youth pastor in America was like, "This is it. This is our opportunity. Yes. This yes, is this yes. is gonna be a gateway drug Positive for kids." Positive role model, please. Yeah. We'll if get guys, them listening to this, and the next thing you know, they'll be humming Sandy Patty in the shower. I'll let you, know? you guys. This is gonna be fun. I want you to guess. They went on tour with two different secular artists or bands. Oh, Jars of Clay. I want you to, yeah, I want you to try to guess who they. Who they supported on this on these tours? Real quick, Jars of Clay was the first band that I ever remember a friend's mom objecting to because she said the music was so loud you couldn't understand the lyrics. <laughs> wow, true story. Jars of Clay, that's great. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway, okay. So who, who they went on who, tour with? Guess? Gosh, I. Nineties. I'm gonna so. need. I'm gonna need a hint, man. Is it? Uh, I think my age is gonna show here. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls. That's actually a really good that's guess, a great but it's guess. not. You want me to tell you? Yeah, tell us. Matchbox 20. Uh, I can see that. Oh, I can see wow. Apparently, they also toured with Sting, <laughs> which I'm like, wow. That feels how random. Did, how did they get that big? Just album sales? Yeah, I think that, that album was a really big deal for them, and I think they had a couple other follow-up records that were successful. It was a different time. Okay, Delirious. Delirious. I want you to I want you to guess some of the... They, they now, actually... No, they were more of a worship... They right. st- they started as from worship. A church. Okay. They started as worship. They're from uh, the UK, but in the late like 97, 96, 97 to the end of the nineties, they were trying to do more of like a rock band crossover type type situation. This is CCM's British Invasion. And um, <laughs> I really like Delirious a lot. And uh, anyway, so they had some success, but they toured with. There were two bands that they toured with. If you guys want to give a guess, one is totally random. I can't even. I don't. I can't even imagine this tour. Uh, Radiohead. I- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bon Jovi. <laughs> what? No. Delirious, according to Wikipedia. Okay. Oh so, man. And the other band, Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> oh. All right, Matchbox Rob. 20, man. I think Rob Thomas. Maybe he's a Christian. I almost said I Rob Lowe. I was like <laughs> Rob Lowe. No. I just. Rob I, Thomas, I, I can't. Kind of wild. I can't imagine how jarring it would be for a crowd to go from. <laughs> You know, Delirious playing I Could Sing of Your Love Forever to, you know, Bon Jovi, Born in the USA is the next song. No, they'd open with Living on a Prayer. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's a good yeah. transition right there. Wow. Um, uh, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20, they are from the South. I don't, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I think he's from Mississippi. 
Well, maybe, yeah. He, I mean, he probably grew up in church or something. We're making up his biography. <laughs> right yeah, there's, there's definitely a possibility that happened. <laughs> All right, one more I wanted to mention. Uh, you guys remember Sixpence None, the richer? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Do I yeah, remember Sixpence None, the richer? That was a big crossover Listen, artist. every time I think about Sixpence None, the richer, all I see is the scene from... Uh, Oh, oh, Mandy Moore? No, 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 no. It's the... Uh, walk to Remember? Walk to Remember? No, no that's switch a Switchfoot foot song. Switchfoot? Oh, come on. Yeah, come See, it's on. In my Get it eyes. together. <laughs> it's uh, the movie with Rachel Fail. Lee Cook. Fail. Uh, it's she's coming down the stairs after she's having like all a big that? makeover. Yes. Are you talking about she's Kiss Me? Are you yes, talking about yes, Kiss yes, Me? That was big. That the movie's that called like She's cute. All That. Oh, yeah. And they do this big makeover on this girl that's playing like a geeky character and she's going on a date with Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. And yeah. she comes down the stairs and like as a as a kid, that was just imprinted on my brain if, as this magical moment. If you want to watch an awkward video Go search Sixpence None the Richer live on David Letterman, and he gets her to sit down for a like a two or three minute interview, and she's trying. To, he asks her where the name of the band comes from, and he's trying to tell her that it's from C.S. Lewis' Mere Christianity, and he just keeps joking the whole time and making like kind of weird, inappropriate jokes. <laughs> Just, uh, guys, just go watch that on YouTube. That you want to, you want to cringe a little bit. You know, one one musician to crossover that we haven't mentioned that's probably one of the biggest stars and is still a huge star today. Okay, Katy Perry. Yeah, oh, well, Katy Perry. <laughs> like he's being sarcastic. Formerly. Right Katie Hudson, who put out a Christian album. Yeah. You can go look at it. Not yeah. only did she put out a Christian album, but she also sang with P.O.D. Yeah. on The Late Show. You can find... Well, she's in the video, too. Yeah, you can find... She's in the video as in well. In the P.O.D. music video. She had red video. hair. Uh, I think it's off the Satellites album. It's off... That was the name of that album. Is right? that the Youth of the so. Nation yeah. song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Satellite was their biggest album, for sure. P- so many that's a, that's a great album i'm sorry it just is it, it's, yeah, totally. it's solid. you can find videos of her like leading worship totally. on, like from tbn yeah she had a cross on her arm i think she got it removed but she had a big cross <laughs> on her forearm let us not forget bob dylan and bob his, dylan. And his uh-huh. <laughs> yeah which third day covered by the way yes they did Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's good stuff right there. So that was some crossover no, stuff. I thought so that was fun. I, I I would say the the band that I was the biggest fan of that some people would consider a crossover band uh, is Switchfoot. Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean their their first two albums for certain, even their first three albums were were sold and pushed really heavily in Christian bookstores. And their crossover album, like kind of their their breakout album, was actually their fourth one. And most people think it was their first album, which is the beautiful letdown. Yeah. Um, oh right, the one that yeah. had um, all the like. Uh, what was the big? So the big, the big hit, yeah. meant yeah. to live. Yeah, yeah. meant to, to live. live. Uh, Dare you to move was a huge yeah. hit off of that. And what yeah. most people didn't know was Dare you to move was actually on their third album, the album before that. Um, and I think that you know I don't know what shifted uh, if they went to a different record label or what but uh, someone was like hey we're gonna push this in secular markets and that's a good song you need to re-release it on an album right after so i've got a story about switchfoot i was a huge switchfoot fan like kim 6a that was on their legend of chin yeah that was like my favorite song for years and so my my youth group was going to a like a, a disciple now or a winter jam something where they were going to be there and my youth pastor knew i liked 
switch foot. So he got me hooked up with a guy to be like the merch table kids who like sat there and sold stuff. Dude, and I was awesome. and I was gonna get to meet Switchfoot and I was so pumped about it. And I'm sitting there, didn't get to see most of the concert because I had to come back out and sell their junk. Uh, <laughs> and then but they were gonna come out afterwards to like sign stuff and and so I was like excited. So I'm like edging away from selling stuff when they come out because I'm like gonna try to meet them. And the manager's like hey man you need to go sell some move some more product. And he's like pushing me back over to <laughs> So I, I never got, and I, I kept trying to then like oh, make man. eye contact or say, Hey, and they're just completely aloof. They stayed there for like five minutes and then left. And I never got to talk to them. Yeah. And I was so disappointed. That hurts my heart. Just never meet your heroes. That hurts right. my heart. The closest I ever got, the closest I ever got to meeting Switchfoot was I saw them. It was at one of those like Christian, um, uh, uh it wasn't a festival, but it was like an all day concert at a theme park, like 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 a Six Flags kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And I saw them walking with security randomly through Six Flags. They were skipping the line that I was in, like just getting taken to the front of the line to ride this roller coaster. And I was like, "Hey, I love you. What? You're skipping." <laughs> but um. But they put on a fantastic show. Yeah. That night, it okay. was it was absolutely amazing. Before we move on from crossover, one band that tried to crossover a little bit was a boy band called Plus One. I believe I have a song on that playlist, oh. but not only did they get on TRL, Why are you gonna make they song? also got on Disney. So, like, it, you know how Disney would have commercials and they would have That's random music videos? So they, they were like, get, uh, instead know. of listening to NSYNC, instead of listening to Backstreet Boys, listen to Plus One. Yeah, there it is. The last flight out. I'm, yeah, take, yeah. I'm taking my head. Taking off. the last flight out. Oh man! But I, I had remember, that album. I had that album. Brad, yeah. Oh, I had it too. Brad, you had a hardcore like boy band <laughs> yes. phase of life. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then last one, very I mean, quickly. They do harmonize very well together. Yeah. La- oh my word. <laughs> last one. So very, I quit. Very quickly. It's just a cool story. I don't know where else we would fit it in. There was a band called Down Here. And they uh, came toward, played at my church on a Sunday, like pretty small band. Yeah. Well, anyway, the lead singer is a guy, Mark Martell, and he sounds exactly like Eddie Mercury from Freddie Qu- Mercury. Freddie Mercury. I knew what you were going to say. Brad, I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk fast because I know we need to move on. It's all right. Freddie Mercury. I'm recovering from a stroke. <laughs> Freddie, <laughs> Freddie Mercury sounds exactly like him. Anyway, he does a, a YouTube video, joke. right, of him yeah. singing a Queen cover, and he blows up. Yeah. And he did all the vocals for the new Bohemian, Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody, the, the movie, movie that came out. And now he's, I mean, doing that full time. Yeah, I mean, he auditioned for the band. When Queen was holding auditions, he, he yeah. obviously I mean, crazy talented. Like, there's so much talent in the CCM world. It's and sometimes true, that can get overlooked. I agree. What, Grant, what was the first CCM concert that you attended? <laughs> I Take think the, the first concert I went to was Audio Drillin'. They were playing at a like disciple now in Tuscaloosa. And I, I was in like fifth grade because I remember I wasn't old enough to actually get to go to the concert because I wasn't going to the disciple now, but my older sister was there and I managed to get to go as well and stay up late. And it was a good concert. I really liked audio drama. They rocked. Bloom was a great, great CD. I can't decide if bloom or some kind of zombie was my Mm. favorite audio adrenaline album, but, uh, I got to, I got to meet them. 
um, they played a uh, a disciple now at my church that I went to growing up. They not not the whole weekend, just like yeah. an opening concert mm-hmm. kind of thing or whatever. Yeah, and my dad was on staff there, and so I was like, that was the first time I ever like met. Yeah, a celebrity type figure, at least in my world, and I was just blown away. I was like, this is the best amazing thing. You know, they're. Their drummer or one of their drummers was a pastor at my parents' church in Denver, like uh, when they oh, lived wow. there a while ago. I don't know when he, I don't know if Audio Adrenaline's still a band, but they he, are. He, Kevin, I, I, Kevin I, Max was a, actually the singer for a second. DC Talk was just like, I don't know that they have any of their original members left. <laughs> the original lead singer of Audio Adrenaline, something ended up happened to his voice. Yeah, he blew. I mean, blew do we, it. do we, for those that don't ha- know Audio Adrenaline, do we have a clip? Oh, uh, dude, play a under, song off like, Bloom. I think under or Underdog made it on MTV. I'm not a huge Underdog fan, a fan of the, the oh, Underdog really? album. Oh, really? Getting into oh, a I deep like cut conversation. Some, some kind of zombie was a fantastic and I like, album. Yeah, I like that was this song a lot, too. Oh, Shabbat. That yeah. song rocks, dude. You hear that guitar work? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing, man. The production was like a high level on these on these albums, man. Yeah. That's why that that's why it's so it's a separate industry, but it's like they were still cranking out stuff that like sonically it was on par with anything else that was coming out at the time yeah in some so. ways it's kind of sad to think that these bands have, they either had to cross over or and become quote-unquote secular yeah or they had to kind of transition to a quote-unquote worship band and write songs that could be sung on sunday morning right otherwise i mean there's just no market right, right. i mean like yeah. I, I feel like it's coming back though now. Whoa! I mean, not not CCM. Okay, talk to me. Talk to me, Grant. Not Hot not take. not CCM itself, but I feel like with uh with like Spotify and with people being able to put out their own music without having to have a label, there's oh. a lot of good bands out there now that are making what would be called, I guess, Christian music. That's not necessarily worship music. Yeah. Um, but there's some I good see. there's some good stuff out yeah, yeah, yeah. now that doesn't fit into one of those two boxes. But that's purely because. You can do it now with the internet. Right. Yeah. No. Totally. You're totally. gonna you're gonna have to make Brad a playlist. I'll make you a playlist. I'll make a playlist. <laughs> Jonathan, what a was your tape. what was the first concert you attended? CCM. Okay. Concert? Now, so which category? My parents CCM. Or just the first one you attended, the first Jonathan. One, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> because again, like I grew up at a larger church where we had quote unquote concerts. I mean, I already told y'all like Truth came to my church. Every year, for him, came to the church. All right, all what about episode. your stuff then? What was what was the first mm. one you really wanted to go to? It third day conspiracy number five. All right, Mac Powell had short bleach blonde hair mm. with um, a dark goatee, and I I had never seen or heard anything like what I witnessed, and can, I was like, Can Christians can Christians dress like that? Oh, there were can a Christian in band, jeans. Can they sound like the Black Crows? They like <laughs> jumped while they played music. It was crazy. I know. It's you can go back and watch any SEC championship game involving Alabama from the last like decade, and you can find at the end of the game Mac Powell walking around on the field. I don't know who he knows at Alabama. <laughs> yeah, no, he's always there. He's always really? there. He's always there. He's on always the field. there. Yes, yeah. I know he lives in Atlanta. I had no idea. Yes. He's always. He there. knows somebody. He's always there. Uh, what was this song? Let's see. Every time they would play a show in Alabama, they would play "Sweet Home Alabama," um, and he would say "Roll Tide, Roll." Sounds like Black Crows. Yeah. Dude, he uh, he won 
uh, the Dove Award for like male vocalist of the year for like I don't know thirty years straight. Oh, so. dude. So <laughs> we. So I love Third Day, and and I'll get into my love for them later. Dove Awards, the yeah. Christian Grammys. We should talk about that at some. Oh my point. gosh. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> podcast. Well, in relation to that, so when I started playing, well, a few years into playing drums with Daniel Bashta. Daniel Bashta signed with Integrity Records for a hot minute there, and the first record that we did after he signed to Integrity, we recorded at Third Day Studio because the church that Daniel led at in Marietta, Mac Powell, was a member there. And so they got to know each other, and they became friends. So we did, uh, we recorded the record at their studio, and Mac came by one day, and he was really sweet. But there were Dove Awards just paperweights just everywhere <laughs> it was like it didn't matter it was just like ah oh, there's a devil ward i don't know there's there's one over there i, I definitely one on the sink cool th- third day was not only my first ccm show but like i definitely attended more of their shows than any other artist me like, too i saw me them too. more in concert we were actually at the same third day show we figured that out third day with michael w smith yeah oh. at the bjcc arena yes i and believe max Lucado spoke that night yeah, oh wow! No, no, right. no, no, no! It wasn't Max Lucado. It was a uh, Jim Cimbala, the guy from from the Tabernacle in in New York. Fresh Wind, Fresh oh, Fire. Yeah. Y'all don't. Okay, never mind. No, no, I know the Tabernacle. Michael W. Smith wrote this song, Agnes Day. I play it sometimes here at Shades because I like to do throwbacks. Third Day later covered that song when they went on tour together at this show. They played the song together. Both mm. bands got on stage and they played it, and it was the highlight of the night. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was so awesome because so Third Day played first, and then Michael W. Smith did his set, and it yeah. was near the end of his set, and he just starts playing it by himself on piano, and like oh, yeah, all dude. the lights go out, and it's just oh, a solo. I just got chill. I just got yeah. chills. It's just a solo spotlight on him, and then they get to the big course. And third day comes in. They're on stage with him. You didn't even know they were there. All the lights come on, and it's just like just superstar. <laughs> What's happening? Just like superstar status. Oh, everybody getting level. slain in the spirit. Yeah, it was oh, epic. Yeah. Well, JM, what was your first concert? Uh, Carmen. Carmen the wow. solid, right. solid. I the, saw the I saw righteous, Carmen. the righteous invasion of truth. Uh, the tour. riot tour. Okay, riot uh, tour. Which, which you had that. I mean, on you got to play. Something. Let me play riot. That's that's the here. tour I saw him on. You might have to fast forward a little bit. The, the concert you went to. Yes. <laughs> yes. The concert you went to. Did uh did they do the live action Bible man sketch before yes. the show? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Can I just say one thing? Yesterday, when I was listening through all these bands, yes, I was listening to the Carmen. It does not hold up today. It didn't age well. DC Talk, Audio Adrenaline, Newsboys, all that stuff is solid. Guys, the Carmen yep. did not hold up at mm-hmm. all. Guys, I, I have a Carmen I'm, story. I apologize. I have a Carmen story. Everyone has a Carmen story. Well, I have this a is a, this is a short one, and 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 this is more recent. Um, probably after being at Shades for like I don't know four five years. Uh, I got an email like you as, as a pastor, you just get random promotional emails all the time from people uh, from uh, who, who are for touring artists and stuff like that. They don't even know if your church could actually ever bring somebody, but they just send it to you. I got a promotional thing for for Carmen, like doing tours right now. Present um, day. Yes. And it's like I went and watched like the promo video, and I I totally think Carmen would come to Shades Valley if we would have. I mean, him. how old is he now? It, dude, it, I'm gonna have to show you this uh, at some point because it's it was very sad. <laughs> this is from the album that we were talking about last week. Yeah, yo so, kids. So cat vibes. 
when I was in kindergarten, this is the song that I danced to and did lip sync with a Fisher Price mic for a talent show at Reese Road Elementary School. Yeah. It's kind of like Will Smith. It's exactly like that. <laughs> I'm not weighing in on this. Guys, the nostalgia Carmen. is so deep in this room, I'm oh, about man. to drown in it. Okay, Brad, what was the first CCM concert you attended? DC Talk, Supernatural Tour at oh, the yeah. Fox Theater oh, great in, venue. in wow. Atlanta. And it was the first show that they did for the tour. Oh, man. And I can remember, I don't know how young I was, but I went with my dad, and I had to wear earbuds because it was, it was, like, too loud. Yeah. And I got a, a hat. Somebody do a speaker Talk, Supernatural. I don't know if they did or not, but I can, I mean, the production was so huge and I can remember like they did some weird stuff with video. I mean, it's like two elderly people on a farm, like sitting in front of a TV and, you know, I was like, I'm just like, what's happening? Like, I didn't get any of it, but it was just so wild. But yeah, that was my first concert. That was also the first time in a corporate gathering that I lifted my hands in worship. Big moment. It was, do you remember sl- the song? It was a slow song. I see. I I can make something up, but it's I don't. probably the cover of Wish We'd All Been Ready. It was a slow song, and you know, in the concert, everyone sits down during the slow song. Yeah. You've been rocking the whole time, and I can remember there were a few people that would start standing up and lift oh. their hands, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What if I stumble?" Was I was that? like, "I'm going to do that." What if I stumble? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that that show that show was amazing. Okay, so earlier this summer, uh, my took our kids to the Toby Mac concert at the drive-in theater oh, in Dewitt, Alabama. Now? And <laughs> he kind of be pushing so oh, wait, yeah. oh, wait, so they showed his, his 50s. No, no, no. He he they had the the show at the concert he at, the, at drive-in the drive-in theater, theater because he can't do like indoor concerts right, right, right. during this whole time. Uh, but my kids are they're big into, you know, Toby Mac oh, yeah. and yeah, I fight yeah. the elements, you know, <laughs> his new stuff. But so yes. we went to the concert and yeah, I, yeah, I went to a couple DC Talk concerts, but oh, seeing man. him up on stage and he he's getting up there. He's getting up. <laughs> you know, he definitely looks like he's shuffling around dancing yeah. with his crew up there on stage. Recently but. they did a reunion uh cruise, like a DC Talk <laughs> cruise. Yeah. Yeah. And they all got true. back together. They're like a virus. I mean, they just have taken over every other <laughs> band from that era. You know, it's yeah, like I mean, they were just so saying. big. Newsboys, your new lead Michael singer, Tate. Some Michael Tate. Yeah, Michael Tate, yep. I and feel like the CCM label just comes into whatever old band is still around and said, "All right, you guys are getting a DC well, talk." That's, that's what they did now. with Audio Adrenaline. Yeah. They gave Kevin Max sings for or sang for Audio Adrenaline, I guess, for a few years. When I was with Daniel. We did two shows with the Newsboys with Michael Tate as the lead singer, and they played Jesus Freak as their last song of the set. The Newsboys did. Mm. So I'm like, this is weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? Toby Mac is 55. I, I looked it up. He's 55. Um, and it's interesting. Are they still doing the routine, the reunion thing you were talking about? Uh, well, they did. I mean, it was very recent. Uh, because I was going to say my largest CCM regret is not seeing DC talking. Oh, oh, you never just, saw them. No, yeah. and I was this close, man. I remember I was in Houston, Texas, visiting family, and they were playing at a Six Flags. Oh, oh my gosh. They were playing, and my friend and I were talking about going, and I don't remember why it fell through, but we ended up yeah. not going. And I don't even think I knew who they were yeah. at that point. Um, I think that that might have been why. Like, I, I just wasn't that interested or whatever. But yeah, huge well, regret. My, my regret yeah. would be I did see them and it was and it was great. I, but I saw them on their way out basically. So they did this thing 
where they put out this solo record where they all did individual songs. I remember that. So they did a tour as DC Talk, so they would start out the concert and they would do DC Talk stuff together. But then there was this whole middle section of the show where they all did solo stuff. Right. So like Toby yes. Mack had his set and mm-hmm. Kevin Max and Tate. And I, that was kind of a like kind of a letdown. I wish I would have seen them after the Jesus Freak record because that that album, Welcome to the Freak Show, the live album, is yeah. fantastic. And Did, they're just so rocking so I, hard. Why don't you man. play that, that first song? I, uh, I Help com- Me God, I think it's on that playlist. I'm completely oh, yeah. convinced that, that that album you're describing where they did all the individual stuff, I think that was totally like a record company oh, yeah. move of, hey, we're going to do this to prep everybody for your solo careers. See how rocking that is? Dude, with the hip hop element? I'm like a kid sitting on my bedroom floor right now. I know. It's so great. I can't not play mouth guitar. Listen to that. (laughs) I just can't. All right. Oh, gosh. Oh. Right. For the rest of the podcast, let's just listen to that whole album. Let's do it. Dude, I'm straight through. I've been listening to it nonstop. Yeah. Real quick. CCM, there's a there was a magazine called CCM Magazine. I guess it's oh, really? we got it. still a thing. We got it. We had an, we had a <laughs> subscription to it for sure. This is why he remembers yeah. the, the things like the and name of I Carmen's think some, kids album. Some ep- some issues would come with a CD in the back that had like a oh, sampler CD, like a, like a compilation. Yeah, it yeah, would have now, some of the new stuff coming out. So at some point in middle school, my mom got me like a membership to. It wasn't. It was like the Columbia Record Club, but it wasn't that. It was a Christian no, version. Dude, oh, I, I did that. one of those. We had that. Yeah, yeah, where it's like you get like seventeen CDs for a penny each, <laughs> as long as you'll buy three at regular price wow. over the next year, and the regular. Yeah. Price is fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's, like, it's like really expensive. Yeah. That's how I picked out. And, and what was so crazy about that was, you know, you couldn't preview any of the music. I picked music out of that magazine based on description. Yeah. Well, because it <laughs> would tell you what they sounded like. Yeah. And sounds like Eminem. Sounds like right. whatever. You and know? that's how I ended up getting the Switchfoot Legend of Chin album. I thought you were gonna say that's wow. how I ended up in Crippling Dead. <laughs> 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 that's I how to, I ended I up to consolidate. That's how I ended up with the debt. skillet album. That's how I ended up to clear bankruptcy. Dude, there was a band that I listened to for a while. <laughs> there was a band I listened to for a while called Tourniquet. Did any of y'all ever hear Tourniquet? I don't know about that. They were like nope. a speed metal band. Oh yeah. It, well, dude. Well, metal is a whole other thing. Yeah. That's a whole yeah, yeah, other. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. So they had this thing called the, well, they did 100 greatest albums in Christian music. Okay. So I w- went and looked at the list. I'm just gonna read out the top ten. I'd like to get your guys's just just initial thoughts. Should we? No do, one has seen this list. Should we list okay. our own favorite top albums first and see how many of them end up on the list? We can do that. I mean, we don't have to. We can do that. <laughs> Does everybody have like a top five? I've got no, my top yeah. five. Okay. Because you you told me to. Great. I'm glad everybody listened. All right, <laughs> Brad, what's your top oh, five? Crap, don't I don't want to go first. I, I'm trying Grant, to. Grant, what's your top five? <laughs> yeah, Grant, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so my number one is one of, and I'm surprised this band hasn't oh, been mentioned. Mine yet. aren't. Mine aren't in, in any order. Mm. I'm sorry. That's uh, all right. Um, it doesn't matter. I, I follow directions Thank precisely. You, oh my god. Uh, my number one, Cademan's Call, Forty Acres. Oh, Cademan's I, Call. I was I was a big Cademan's Call fan. I think it's because I started playing guitar around the same time as uh, they were kind of coming out, and I could yeah. play a lot of those songs. Yeah, yeah. I was guitar, very so. late to the Cademan's Call. 
uh, party. I was a huge Cayman's Call fan. I might have had a GeoCities website devoted to them. Geo I remember GeoCities. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's I don't amazing. know if it's still there or not. I think GeoCities died, but. Yeah, they probably. Took For those out. of you who don't know, this was back when, like, building your own website was just a brand new thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were, like, writing in JavaScript, weren't you? Uh, like, I, coding it. I think it was HTML. mainly, like, you know, dancing baby pictures and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, number two is, you know, I know it's cliche, but... All mine are uh, super cliche. CCM is basically <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. defined by cliche. So it's uh, DC Talk, Jesus Freak. That yep. was just one of the big yep. first albums I got. Um Number three, which we've mentioned a bunch of times, Switchfoot, Legend of Chin. Mm. Mm. Big into that album. Uh, number four, another one we mentioned, the Jars of Clay, self-titled oh, CD. Yeah. Gosh, one of my favorites. I, so that, that one definitely still stands up today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my number five is, kind. this is kind of cheating, but I got two. Uh, it's, it's okay. The And this is another band that hasn't been mentioned, Supertones. Oh, yeah. OC Supertones. Supertones yeah. Strike yeah. Back. Supertones Strike Back and uh, Five Iron Frenzy. I don't know what the name of the album Dude, was. You know, one of the guys from OC Supertones is the was the drummer, is the drummer for Reliant K. Too. Oh, really? I did not same, know that. Uh, one of the same guys. Dude, yeah. Reliant K. I haven't even mentioned them. Of course, they're a little bit later. That's what yeah. I, I didn't know what to it's do hard. with Reliant K because I because I loved Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek, but I was it didn't feel. I don't know. It just. I mean, didn't they almost they kind of like crossed CCM over. Me. I mean, they're yeah. still going. Yeah, they yeah. are. Right. I just see Supertones and Five Iron Frenzy though. That's like that ska. Oh yeah. Vein and talking about music that doesn't that doesn't hold up. OC Supertones? <laughs> I, I went back, <laughs> and I was trying to play my kids some OC Supertones, and I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Ska went away for a reason. Right. But, and then I was, like, resolved, I'm never going to... I haven't listened to Five Arm Frenzy. I'm sure it's on Spotify, but I'm like, I'm not going to search for it because I don't want to tarnish my memory of of that. I feel like I'll listen to it, and I'll be, like, disappointed. Do you all mm. remember the dance, the, like, the, the, the standard dance style that went with Ska music? Like swing dancing? Uh, yeah, well, I'm like two uh, so step. This kinda... is pr- this is probably too risque for for Shades <laughs> Midweek, but it was it was referred to. I'm not kidding. It was referred to as skanking. Yeah, we're gonna get an email from Victor. <laughs> well, we just got the explicit right Victor, next to the. Victor is gonna email us and tell us what it really is because he was into he that, played. In that's Scott what dancing. it was called, and it was like this. I don't. I can't even. No. Yeah. It. No, you're right. Anyway. You're right. Okay, I'll give you my top five very quickly. It. Some of them coincide with Grant. So Jars of Clay, their self-titled uh, album. Uh, Conspiracy number five by Third Day. That yep. was like my gateway, so it was huge. Uh, Some Kind of Zombie by Audio Adrenaline. Take Me to Your Leader by Newsboys. Mm. And Legend of Chin by Switchfoot. Such good ones. There's Some Kind of Zombie. Yeah, man. Yeah, really yeah. heavy. So those guitar tones. I was listening to that in elementary school with my mom in the car. Like, that's, I mean, that's dude, like. Dude, that guitar solo. Yeah. They were rocking, man. Oh, dude. They really knew how to rock. Loved it. Loved it. And I hadn't talked about this at all, but like I, I had for some reason bands where I knew like the lead singer was a preacher's kid. That appealed to me as a preacher's kid for some reason. And he was Mark, the lead singer of Audio A. Uh, and oh, then for, yeah. Swi- for Switchfoot, um, they're uh, John, Foreman. John Foreman. Yeah. yeah. Preacher's kid, too. Yeah. So. Brad? Mm. I, so mine's just personal. I don't know about all time, but the ones that had the biggest impact on me DC Talk Supernatural. DC Talk, Jesus Freak. Yes, I'm doing two DC Talks. Oh, he went there. I thought about doing it, but I can't. My goodness. Um, I, 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 uh, Reliant K. And what's the album you... Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek. Anatomy is of Tongue and called? Cheek. Yep. And is, is that four? And I then 
What was I would the, say, uh, what was the other I would say Audio Drill and some kind of zombie. Yeah, Sadie Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins. Yeah, and pressing I'll, on. I'll listen to that album right? all the time. Oh, pressing on. What, so what was their other big album that was after that? Um, yeah, this was like every. Blink. This was like the music in every like youth group video for like summer camp or whatever. The Christian Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, yeah, totally. Matt Thiessen. Matthew Thiessen. Yeah. Matthew Thiessen. Thiessen. It, it is yeah. just good summer music for some reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's me. Yeah, mine, mine, and once again, this is just yeah personal too. And uh, number one is DC Talk Jesus Freak, a hundred percent through and through. I still listen to it all the time. I've learned some of the parts. Of wow! Guitar. I just Sunday love. morning might see a little taste. You never know. <laughs> Maybe do colored people. Maybe Jesus Freak song slowed di- down. A song bit? about diversity. Oh yeah! In 1995. 1995. Okay. Yeah. Relevant. <laughs> right. Ahead of their time. Relevant. Uh, Third Day Offerings. That album for me just shifted so much in my life. Just the worship album and half of it, this is kind of a weird album because half of it's studio, half of it's live. So that element's kind of interesting. But uh, Third Day was definitely the first CCM concert that I would go to that actually, it felt like a worship experience. Like they would come out and do their rock and stuff. Right, right, right. But I mean, the bulk of their set, as you've seen them a bunch too, it yeah. was like worship. And so for me, that it felt like a church service. Dude, confession, I was such a big Third Day fan. I not only had that album, I had the DVD of the live offering show. Oh, yeah. And I watched it multiple times with the band commentary on. <laughs> That's how big of a Third Day fan I was at one point. I love it, man. Yeah, I love Third Day. Um, I would say then my third is uh, the Sonic Flood album, the, the self-titled yeah. one with all the worship stuff that they That did. one was great. I could sing of your love forever, open the eyes of my heart. I saw them. I love that album. Yet again, at a Six Flags. Apparently, I went to way more concerts at Six Flags than I thought I did. Oh, there are tons of Christian concerts there. But yeah, the lead singer of Sonic Flood, actually, uh, he had Crohn's. Um, was, it, was it Jeff Dio? I can't remember his name, but he struggled a lot with health, especially they, on the road. They had a lot of lineup changes, and I remember, I remember they did this third album that they put out, I don't know, and I hated it. Because it was not wasn't worship anymore. It was yeah. just like it was not good. I really only remember their one album mm. that was so popular. I had their they had a live album called Sonic Praise, and mm. it was like live praise and worship. I liked that a lot. Kirk Franklin, New Nation mm. Project Revolution. Wow. Yeah. I was super nerdy, and I could I used to be able to rap the entire Revolution song, yeah. so I would do that at school. Can you do it now? <laughs> no. Uh, and then Audio Adrenaline Underdog I had to put an Audio Adrenaline record on there I had one of their greatest hits records but I didn't really want to do that as my favorite one so I picked Underdog Mm. so those are my five that's great um, that was solid, guys. I feel really good about those choices. So check this out. And there were lots that got multiple vo- uh, votes. I know. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So check this out. This list from CCM Magazine, 100 Greatest Albums in Christian Music. I have a lot of. I have some thoughts about this. And I, think, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is this like present day? It's about to get I mean, controversial. I think they did this in 2001. Okay. Okay. So really, it's that's at that point you're after the big. You know, influx yep. of CCM music. You're kind of on the okay. decline at this okay. point. Yeah, yeah, the, gold, the, golden the golden age is over. The golden age, yeah, yeah. You yeah. still have al- you still have bands putting out albums, but they're mm-hmm. not as successful as they once were. Let's start at number ten. Number ten, 
an album that I have not heard. Some of these I have not heard. Where did it go? BB and CC Winans, different lifestyles. I didn't oh, really yeah. listen to BB and CC Winans. I'm familiar. But but I know they're yeah. great. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's great. I just didn't listen to it. Okay. Grant? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, that's one that uh, my parents had. We okay. listened to some BB and CC Winans. They put uh, Free at Last by DC Talk at number nine. That was their wow. ninth best. Yeah. That was kind of more of a rap, right? That was more hip hop yeah, influence. Yeah, that was a yeah. great record, too. That was awesome. Don't know who this is. Leslie Phillips, The Turning. I don't know that name. If Grant doesn't like an, know that name, not, not familiar, so it must be fake. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, but that does, for some reason, I, I also wrote a little list of like various artists that I saw. Um, I saw Joy Williams when she was a Christian artist. Blonde hair? In the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Joy Williams before she was in Civil Wars. Wars. Yeah. Civil Wars. Sorry. Okay, keep going. Before she backslid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll take that out. Number seven, Rich Mullins. The um, world is best as I remember it, volume one. See, I wanted to put a Rich Mullins album on there, but I, I didn't know to, if that was a little too soon. Well, here's the thing. I wanted to, but I wasn't really, I hadn't gotten into him when I was a kid, and so yeah. I'm trying to yeah, go yeah, to yeah, like go that time period. Yeah. I just fi- I found him out later. So Rich Mullins, when I lived in uh, Gallup, New Mexico, which is near the Navajo oh, Nation yeah. mm-hmm. reservation, and you know he he was big and going out there to Navajo yes. Nation. He came to my little Gallup Baptist Church one time oh and played a little uh-huh. concert in our fellowship hall. No way! And like, yeah, it was. Was and I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I don't remember. I was like, yeah, sure. I was like You're six or something or five. Oh. Yeah, I was getting into the playground. Wow! Stuff, but That's yeah, awesome. I remember him back in the day. Number six, this is just baloney <laughs> because I love this album. Okay. This album is one of the greatest albums wow. of all time. It should not belong on this list. They're, okay. CCM is cheating. <laughs> the Joshua Tree, U2. They put, oh, no. This no, is not. No. 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 Okay, They're not dear CCM. CCM. Let's move on. Stop. Let's okay. move on. How dare they? That is one of the greatest albums of all time, and it's not CCM. And it only made it to six. <laughs> and, they, and they had it number six. <laughs> With or without you, where the streets have no name. Number I still six? haven't found what I'm looking for. What? Unbelievable. Who's Be- five? Mercy me? I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to have to calm down. <laughs> okay. we, ne- we need to speak to somebody. Where do we file complaints? Keith Green, for him who has ears to uh, hear. I love Keith. Keith Green, man. Which is one of the original yeah. fathers of this whole yeah. thing. And yeah, but again, I think we've mostly been talking yeah. about what we grew up on. Yeah, for sure. The There's a book popular. biography on him. you got to yeah. check it out. It's phenomenal. Is yes. that the one? Didn't his wife write? Melody. Yeah. A book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called. I think it's called There is a Redeemer. Is that what it's called? Am I wrong? No, no, sorry. No Compromise. Mm. No Compromise. Yes, that's There's the There is a Redeemer is one of his songs. All right. Mark Hurd. Second hand, I think it's an older. I'm not familiar. That came in at number four. Apparently, it's better than Joshua Tree, so (laughs) should probably go listen to it sometime. Gosh, what is the criteria? Who put put this list together? Like, are they basing this on sales? I don't know. Clearly not. All right, number three, another Rich Mullins record, a liturgy, a legacy, and a ragamuffin band. Mm. Which that that album's amazing. It's amazing. Final two. Number two. Larry Norman, only visiting this planet. 
Oh. And I'm like, okay, it's okay. fine. Like, I'm not a huge Larry Norman I, I, fan, although yeah. Kevin Max has covered a lot of his stuff, and Kevin Max's covers of, of his stuff are interesting, amazing. Huh. And there's an interesting thread there. Just go look at... at Kevin Max's Twitter is wild. It, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. I'm, that's all I'm going to yep. say. All we're going to say about that. <laughs> number one, Amy Grant, lead me on. That's oh, their number one CCM. I feel like that's exactly like, what this list did to me. I feel like they're honoring. Led me they, on. They tried to honor, yeah. like, you know, Amy Grant yeah. and Larry Norman, like some right. of those people. Yep, yep, yep. But it's not better than Joshua Tree. <laughs> <laughs> If you're gonna put Joshua Tree on there, put yeah, it number put one. Put it number one, please. They also put a Bob Dylan album on here, one of his gospel records, which I'm Kay. like, I don't, I just I any don't know. any Kanye stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of crossover, wow. Well, who do you, who do you guys think is the best CCM artist or band of all time? Like, of all time, gosh. Yeah. So you, so we have to go. <sighs> I feel like if we're going to have this there, conversation... There's a lot of criteria that you could look at. Well, I feel like we have to... I feel like we either have to say of all time or we have to say of all time, like, in the category of what we've been talking about, like, 90s and later. Okay. Because, like, if you say of all time, I'm, like, sitting there going, I think that definitely has to belong to one of the pioneers. Like, you've got to talk about Keith Green or Rich Mullins or, or, or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah. But I think we could distinguish and be like, out of the artists that we grew up on, like who would we say is the greatest of all yeah. time? I don't know. What do you guys think? Anybody want to? I mean, I, I think it has in? it has to be it DC has to talk. Be DC talk, right? I mean, I don't know. That's how, what I was going to say. How do you pick anyone but DC talk? Well, that's I, what I was going to say. I think if you're taking an objective measurement, then then yeah, you got to talk about that. But if we're talking about for us emotionally, personally, emotionally, emotionally speaking, who is your greatest of of all time because i'll tell you uh, i'll i'll tell you who mine well actually mm, i don't know i mean um, i think i almost think walking back my own argument well <laughs> i almost think if you could allow a 1a 1b situation like 1a 1b i think for me it would be dc talk and third day i think those oh, two wow. i think they're almost equal really different Different but equal, and like, I think I think Third Day's uh, impact on not just the CCM industry, but on kind of turning to worship and starting to do worship stuff, and how that influenced so much. I mean that that's a pretty big impact. Yeah, I bigger think, I mean, than I mean, DC talks. Yeah, I mean I think I think mm. mine would be the same. Um, now there was one other one other question you'd written for us to like oh. have an answer to. Okay, sorry. Um, and that is what was our favorite CCM concert we attended? Yeah. Because mine, th this is a little different for me mm. because I didn't actually go with like, like me now looking back on concerts like going, oh, who was the best artist I saw? That's different than like when I was there. The moment I was in, the the level of fandom I had for this band and just like how freaked out of my mind I was that I saw this show. Uh -huh. If we're going with that, then for me it was definitely Skillet. Oh wow. Skillet on the Hey You I Love Your Soul tour. I I was a I was obsessed. I was like an obsessive fan. They made it all the way to Monday Night Football, right? Weren't they the the theme song? Skillet was the theme song wow. for like Monday Night Football or something. I, I think you're thinking of Hank Williams. 
You know, I get. You're right. I get those two confused. Those are easily confused. Maybe maybe it was like Sunday night football, but I remember a skill like they had the lights behind them, and it was they were up there playing. I mean, you could be right. I saw skill. It was one something time. about monster. You know, it was that. Yeah, oh, they're it, monster. It may have been, yeah. That was later skillet. I saw, I saw Skillet later. There was a concert at the Batwell Auditorium downtown Birmingham. It was uh, the ultimate of that particular genre of Christian music. It was Twelve Stones, uh, Pillar, mm. Skillet. And I feel like there was one more that I can't think of that fit, mm. but it was all those bands. Like kind of, what Dr- would you call that? Hard rock, alternative rock. Drummer for Pillar is now the drummer for Kelly Clarkson and plays with a bunch of other people. I mean, maybe, a lot of talent Maybe in this he's world. the most success- successful. <laughs> yeah. Skillet was one of the few bands that I felt like could reinvent themselves completely and reinvent their sound with every single album and still maintain their fan base. Like, they didn't really settle into a sound, like a, like a chosen, dedicated sound, until you get to their much later stuff. Grant, what was your favorite concert? So I, I have two, um, and really neither one of them has to do with the music. Uh, oh, the yeah. first one was DC Talk, and I think Jennifer Knapp opened for them at Boutwell Auditorium. Wow. Uh, but so the concert was, I don't remember it, but so I went with some friends from youth group, and also in attendance was uh, a Brooke Ledbetter who was sitting in another part of the auditorium. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. Uh, after the concert was over, there was a tornado warning and they made everybody shelter in place. And so I quickly went over to shelter in place next to Brooke. And we weren't dating at the time. We knew each other and stuff, mm-hmm. but, you know, got my flirt on. So, um, mm-hmm. oh, that's great. So wow. that We're that was the- that's and my second one, which is very similar. I went to see uh Waterdeep, you guys remember Waterdeep? Yeah, oh. yeah. Went to see them in Chattanooga, and this one I actually went with Brooke to it, uh, and her mom drove us. It was like a group of people. I don't think we had actually started dating at this point yet, but her mom drove us up there, and then you know we're teenagers, so we're not going to stay in a hotel that night after the concert. So we drove back through like the middle of the night from Tennessee, and I uh, positioned myself in the back of the car uh, next to her and you know, valiantly offered to let her lean on my shoulder and sleep on my chest as we rode back. So it was, uh, got, got a lot of, got my Mac on in that one too. <laughs> feel, feel like you, we could trace your entire relationship with Brooke alongside of your CCM experience. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's wow. definitely intertwined. Definitely intertwined. Oh, but. another one of my favorite concerts, Random, uh, hadn't mentioned this band yet, I don't think, was Bleach. Do oh, any yeah. of you remember Bleach? Mm, yeah. They were like the Christian Weezer. Yeah. Like the yeah. nerdy rock. Yeah. I, I I definitely dug Bleach back in the day. Uh, mine would be DC Talk Supernatural, but there's another concert. My there's a guy from my church that put on this huge festival called Four Nights in October. It was an amphitheater. It was just CCM, just Crazyville. I mean, a ton of bands. Who's Four who? Nights. Yeah, yeah. And I got a backstage pass for uh, like three of the nights. And so for all those concerts, I mean, I was meeting everybody. And I go back. <laughs> And I still cringe at all the interactions. I can remember going up to David Crowder, and <laughs> which we didn't talk about David Crowder. I mean, he's kind of on the line. Oh, yeah. But, like, Gosh. you think about yeah. a collision. Anyway, so. Oh, you're right. I go up to David Crowder. I'm like, hey. He's like, hey, I'm David. And I was like, yeah, I know. Anyway, 
I just want you to know, like, you're the greatest musician that's, like, ever lived, man. And, like, you've totally changed my life. And he's like, thanks, dude. You know, I was just, and I did that with everybody. Like, it didn't matter who it was. Like, the opener, I would go up and be like, dude, how do you drum the way that you do? I mean, I was just so mesmerized with it all. Casting Crowns was there, (laughs) you know. Casting Crowns. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It was funny to think about myself in that moment. and Crossover. experience. But everyone was very kind. Imagine by Mercy Me was a massive song. It was. And they were yeah. playing that oh, on yeah. pop radio stations. Yep. Yes. Was was there was a movie. Different time. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another yeah. movie that was made? Yeah. yeah. We didn't uh we didn't talk about probably the longest running CCM group of all time, who is also responsible for many of the concert events we're talking about. Oh boy! And that oh, would be, that oh would, here that we would, go. That would be new song. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, Winter I mean, Jam. Winter Jam did not age well, right? I mean, can we say that? I got three words for you. Arise, my love. <laughs> Arise. Right? I mean, did it, did it age well? Oh. I think they're still still going, they're man. Still going. Gosh, yeah. I hated still it seen. when my parents would play new song oh. in the car. <laughs> hated it. Uh, they're Christmas shoes, right? Isn't that a new song? I don't know, probably. You know that song, Christmas I know oh, what that's terrible. Guys, that's who, a new song, right? Who's the Butterfly Kisses guy? Bob Carlisle. Bob Carlisle. Butterfly that was a, Kisses. That was a big song, right? Huge song. But if we're going to talk... I feel like got some crossover. <laughs> kind of a... Uh, oh, what's his name? Almost like a Michael Bolton. Michael uh, Bolton! I'm going to start crying right now. <laughs> but it... it don't they, isn't this in like every wedding they play this? Is, am yeah. I wrong about yep. that? Daddy daughter uh, no, dance. Nope. The daddy daughter dance at my rehearsal dinner. That Holly danced with her dad to that Was song. Was this it? There. Yep. Yes. Hundred percent. Okay, but. Oh man. The the worst CCM song of all time oh, in my mind. We should have talked about. Oh wow! This. Wow. I think Go. it is "Mary Did You Know." By Mark Lowry. This just by got Mark controversial. Mark Lowry from wow. Vocal Band? Grant, yes. we're about to get so Can many emails. That? So so How much hate. So I'm much sorry, hate but like the very first thing they say about Mary is that an angel told her all the things that then they're like, Mary, did you know all this? And she'd be like, yeah, an angel came and told me. It's a pretty big deal. <laughs> so so the reason it's the worst song is not its musical quality, it's its logical fallacy. It makes no sense. See, but, this is a true law you're speaking. Okay, Grant, right here. Can, I, can I challenge you a little bit on this? But, like, what about, she didn't know that Jesus was going to die on the cross, right? I mean, like, she didn't know these things. <laughs> Am I defending Mark Lowry? You well, know, we I didn't, he didn't write the song, though, did he? Oh, Mark you know, Lowry we, wrote the song. He wrote, wrote the song. that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about oh, the Gaithers Oh, you're right, he did write all. the song. We left out the Gaithers, well, that, which is a big once piece. Once again, I th- that falls right, under gospel. The gospel, it's, it's a different category. Like it's, right? It's well, different. but, so Mark Lowry did all the rip-off, Weird Al-type, Parodies yeah, of Christian stuff. songs. Weird Al is a Christian. is a is a professing Christian. Just throw that out there. Go ahead. I yeah, but don't like don't, don't give CCM like, permission like to claim Weird Al. Yeah, no, no, don't put it on the list. <laughs> They've yeah. already claimed <laughs> you <put> too. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Bono. I'm sorry for interrupting there, Grant. No, I, I I don't have anything else to say about Mary. Did you know? If you, I mean, if you think the I'm lyrics not, to that song it. make sense, no. then. I just wanted to create some controversy here at the end. Is there any more worse songs? Like No, not in the history of recorded music. I mean, that's a pretty huge song, right? Mary, did you know? Yeah. That's super well known. How much money did he get off that song? I mean, 
It's been covered a million times. Yeah. Oh, it's still played every Christmas in, in some church somewhere. I feel like it's, I'm you sure. know that movie about a boy where it's like Whoa, Hugh, Grant, Hugh Grant, and yeah. he lives off the royalties yeah. from like a Christmas song? Mark <laughs> yeah. Lowry probably does that. He can probably yeah. live off the royalties of that song. For sure. Christmas I'm music's sure. a big deal. But if he had any integrity, he would burn <laughs> the check. <laughs> yeah. He would uh, do what Rich Mullins did and just let the yeah. church keep it. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, exactly. Do, so, yeah. you know, so, Mark, if you're listening, 160 exactly. Oxmoor Road. <laughs> so, you know, we're coming to the end here. Yeah. And, JM, I think this is going to be a little work for you. Okay. But you know what we should do? Yeah. We do need to create a playlist because okay. there are so many people out there yeah. that, that did not get to experience yeah, you're right. any of this. You're right. And I would just be fascinated yeah. for them to be able to go back without ever hearing it. And then give us their impressions. Yeah, I'll make a Maybe playlist. Maybe we can do a CCM playlist. I'll make a playlist, and um, yeah, well, it'll be available. If you follow me on uh, Apple Music, I have the Shades digital library or the digital hymnal is available there. So if we you can have Apple a, Music, we, we can, can provide a link. Instagram. We'll provide a link, and we can do a Spotify one too as well. Yeah, we'll do both of those. I wonder if there should be a. I mean, we could put so many songs on there. It could be well, like a three hundred song playlist. I'm game. I think, Let's do it. I think Jonathan should announce in the middle of his sermon this Sunday. Oh, Just word. take a little break. <laughs> I think it's that important. So if everyone needs a sign of the end times, it's that we have created a CCM playlist. I'm trying to think oh, if there's guys. anything else we should talk about. And just so is that it, Grant Primo will personally know the world is over. Grant, the first track is married you know, to you. Uh, Grant, we, we brought you on. Grant, we brought you on. Is there anything that you plan to say that you haven't gotten to say? I, you know, I'm, I wrote down a list just of all of the, the artists I can remember. I think we've hit, you know, every one of these artists. Wow. That well, you know, the only one. So. so Chris Rice, Bebo oh, Norman. Uh, we never Chris really Rice. talked about that kind of cartoon genre. song. Yeah, cartoon oh, song. I mean, they were kind of big. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, yabba dabba do ya. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think we've covered it. We've Grant. That cartoon song was all over the radio. Yeah. Grant, what's your first experience as a guest on Shades Midweek? Everything. Oh my gosh! Hi, hallelujah. <laughs> so bad. Now was that him singing? Yeah, yeah. He did all the voices, right? Yeah, Elmer for Fudd. sure. <laughs> a night in Rocket Town, which Rocket Town was a venue in Nashville. I mean, a lot of these people still live in Nashville, right? I mean, yeah. that was kind of the CCM. That hub. was the hub, Franklin and Nashville. Yeah, there's you, still a lot of that. You can there. still a lot of people. There. You can probably see all of them if you go to the Nashville show of Behold the Lamb. <laughs> oh yeah, Andrew oh, yeah, Peterson. I'm sure they all Andrew hang Peterson. out. They all hang out with no, Andrew I think Peterson. He has them. I think he has them all. For the for the Nashville Behold the Lamb, um, which I love, Andrew Peterson. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. But um, Grant was uh, was your first appearance because this is your first appearance. You're you're definitely gonna be back. Was 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 it? You'll be back. Was your first appearance on Shades Midweek everything you hoped it was? Oh, uh, most definitely. Just you know, I I feel like you seen Skillet or Third Day. This is like my. Uh, you guys are my DC talk to be able to come and <laughs> so we're glad just sit in your presence. We're glad that we could help you tick off an item on your bucket list. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. John Mark's going to keep playing this track louder until we acknowledge it. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of content for my Shades Midweek podcast breakdown podcast. <laughs> yes. 
I'm going to play this song on Sunday. It's a part of yeah. our Revelation series. I wish we'd all been ready. This, this feels is the like, DC Talk version. Yeah, yeah. This feels like a great song to end on, just to go out on. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. You, you know, mean the end of the podcast because we're going to get sued? No. Yeah, that one. <laughs> no. I'm talking about the rapture, John Mark. That's what I'm talking about is the rapture. We oh, thank man. Everybody. Kevin Max. I feel like this is, this is where we have to end, just in total chaos, right? Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been another episode of Shades Midweek. I love his voice so much. We hope that you'll forgive us. We hope that you'll listen again after the chaos that has been this CCM episode. Kevin, don't sue us, please. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Larry Norman's people, don't sue us, whoever they are. All right. I guess that's it. Uh, we'll make a playlist, and next week we'll have a studio <laughs> For sure, for sure. You've been listening to Shades Midweek. We'll see you next time.